You know it's your boys, Pat Arch, Drew Pesley. Welcome back to Happy Hour, a Quick Sixer podcast. This this episode, we are so proud to be sponsored by Smog City Brewing Co. Mm-hmm. Out of you know, you know, you know, you know that boy oh Torrance. Oh, hey, your boy Torrance. You know, like Torrance, right, California. Right, yeah, the Torrance CA. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we're drinking that Smog Days IPA series. Um, this is Exploding Clouds Hazy uh, IPA. It's a 6.5. You um, love hazy IPAs. Oh, I you love, love it. You know, them. Bruh, I don't know what the deal is with the hazies right now, but like, that's my shit. Like, we you know talked what's about funny? It. You came from Budweiser and you sitting here love a hazy IPAs. Who, you know, who says humans can't evolve? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like you, who says, you know, your boy got webbed toes and drinking hazy IPAs. <laughs> He's bringing up know. the toes. <laughs> bro, I don't know. You know if I'm watch- evolved, bro. I'm evolved. I don't know what you're talking about. If you Here watch this. Let's check, let's check this out. Oh. Let's check this out. Oh, shit. You pouring it? Ooh, I'm pouring it. You look know at that haze. I'm pouring it into that uh, that glass that smog supplied glass. by you boys at Smog City. Shout out, Lori Jonathan. That's got um, some haze to You know, that dynamic duo couple. Running that joint. Ma- oh, look at that shit. Hazy together. as hell. You can't even see me through that shit. Hazy as motherfucker. <laughs> oh, disappearing Pat. Oh, disappearing yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Disappearing, you know, magic act. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, let's talk about Smog City, though. Torrance. We've only been down there a couple times. Yeah. Smog City uh, spawn, uh, started in 2011. They had a different name when they started, but whatever. You know, it's all good. Um, uh, man. Uh, first let's just, off, let's just talk about these people. Jonathan been in the game a hot minute, John, over a Lord. decade. Uh, yeah, I feel like. Well, first off, did you say we had the alcohol content of this? Hmm. Mm-hmm. What was it? Just that six point five. You know what I'm saying? Oh, six point five. So it's like it's like I'm gonna test you. I'm gonna see. I'm you know like I'm looking at you. I'm waiting for you. Are you gonna get yeah. drunk off of this? Because I think like most beers oh, yeah, up in that four point eight, but that six point five will be it's like. Oh. It's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? We do um, have um at any minute now, we do have a, a quick sip with your boy Von from, Roberts. From uh, yeah, a uh, uh, quick sixer alumni Von Ooh. Roberts. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited about um, that. I'm excited to This talk is to fun him. fun fact about Von and uh Quick Sixer brand. Von was on our first ever sponsored episode. Uh, that's true. Mumford. Yeah, yes, with Mumford. Uh also an LA company. Um, but like, you know, shout out to Vaughn. He's been, he's been the homie for a long time. So Pat, I, I'm at, uh, this Vaughn can't wait to talk to you. I'm going to have to pause you real quick. Have you tasted this? It's fucking good. Yeah. It's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I see why so you excited like that I have idea. more. I know. Right. It's a different, like, all right. So hold on. If this one has what I think it has in it, uh, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, a lot of okay, uh, Oh no, it doesn't have. So a lot of these hazies I've been seeing that have like citra um, hops in them, and like I don't know what if that's like the difference, but like, bro, I don't know about these hazies. Me and my boy Adam been fucking with it. We about to do a beer trade, by the way. Me and my boy Adam down in New Orleans. Yeah, because like, bro, these hazies are hidden right now. I don't know. 
Yeah. But anyways, let's talk. Let's talk about some smog real quick. By the way, so first, I like to say there's something that Smog City does that is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a partnership called the One Percent. Basically, it's a they they take one percent of their profits and they go towards nonprofits uh, yeah. that are they donate to you know environmental stuff. They want to you know, and if you can see. I got the logo up here. They got this tree yeah. of life situation going on. It's sick. And so then they sick. got the uh, cityscape. I got it. I got it. We in got the, in the we got more shit. I got in the Ritz. Oh, oh, hold up. Look at that cityscape in the bottom. I don't know where my shit is. But yes, yes. The cityscape in the bottom, like the, the skyline. So sick. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, man. Shout out to your boy, Jonathan Porter, Lori Porter. Um, Lori has been... Uh, I don't. I mean, I I would say a supporter of the Quick Six of brand yeah, for it's you the know a time. good the second second go. Let's do this, and um, yeah. I mean, you know, shout out to the, to the brand. You know, your boy got the yeah, shirt. Your, Drew your got boy's the, the twinsies right now. If you're looking on we YouTube, we got the twinkie joints. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I don't normally fuck with the brown, but you know, I'm feeling it. Feeling, you know feeling good right now, huh? You know, it's good. I I, um, so I do want to go back to the 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 positive. The positive oh, yeah, part yeah. of the this one percent is great. This one percent going to environmental uh, nonprofits, like the Smog City says, they're committed uh, to the planet, which is like crazy to think about. You know, if you are a mm-hmm. small business, the first thing that you think about is trying to make a profit. Like seriously, that's what people mm-hmm. are going for. But I love that, that they're 1%. taking their passion and they're bringing it to. You know, all of us. They're helping all of us by helping the environment. It's mm-hmm. super, super dope. Definitely on par with this podcast, Happy Hour, where we try to bring yeah. something positive. This is our positive thing. Thank you, Smog City, for having dope-ass beer and being good to the environment. Goddamn, this is good. I will get fucked up on this beer. <laughs> I know, they And for fucking us up. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing oh, the most man. work. This thing at the bottom of this can it says ever changing lineup of experimental IPAs, so I'm assuming that this whole series is like a they just do it like we we've talked about it before like some people make like you know weekly weekly uh, releases or whatever. I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna guess that this is probably something like that. You think and like I don't know, dude. You know how sick is this? All right, so we talked about the the skyline in the in the logo, right? Yep. Look at the fucking barcode. Oh, shit. They put in a barcode? Well, they put in the fucking barcode. How dope. dope is that? That's I mean, that. LA doesn't have like a sick skyline. It's not like a, not like a New York or a Chicago or something like that. Yeah. But like, that's pretty cool, man. That's like, sick. Yeah. I love I their fuck, art. I fuck with this steampunk type of shit that they got going on with this one. Yeah. They also had it. So we are going to drink this uh, uh, Amarilla Gorilla. They also have it on that shit too. Like, look yeah. at your boy. <laughs> look at your boy, old Mad Eye Moody bitch Mad-Eye ass Moody boy. <laughs> God, dude. Mad Eye Moody, fuck the swamp thing. Looking at his boy. <laughs> uh, I, if you're not watching on YouTube, you gotta check it out. This artwork is dope. It's steampunk yeah. as hell. Uh, check out Smog City, especially if you're in California. You can get local delivery if you're up in Torrance or Long Beach. They have a place in Long Beach. You can hit Hell them up yeah. for the California shipping all over the state. And yep. this is me and your boy Pat's favorite thing. 
You could do a little tap room pickup. Love a little a tap, tap room pickup. Love a tap you, room. You were pick talking to me earlier about missing tap room, right? You know, your boy does miss a tap room. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I was, I so if you haven't been paying attention, me and Drew have uh, <laughs> definitely been partnering with quite a few people for uh, this show, and uh, it's been going quite well. So appreciate every single person that's like even replied to our emails. And like you will get shout outs on these non sponsored episodes. But um, recently, yes, I did get to go to a tap room two days ago and um, pick something up that um, we're is more of like a like unicorn type shit. Like, you know, like we've been talking about it. So just keep an eye out for that one. But um, yeah, I got to go to the tap room and uh, pick up a uh, what would you call it? Like a. A package, care package, maybe, maybe, yeah, care package. So, um, yeah, care package. I, I'll, I'll go with that. So, care package, and um, I was looking around. I've been in this tap room before when it was like not COVID times, mm-hmm. and uh, got me thinking, man. Like, we do this show happy hour, right? Um, where you guys can come and have happy hour with us, you know. So, if you saw me and Drew at a tap room or a bar or something like somewhere out having a drink, right? And you came up and talked to us. This is what it would be like. I 100% think you would be like, damn, that shit was exactly like the show. <laughs> so um, like and you left that bitch and you're like, I'm kind of faded and like I had a good chat. That's kind of <laughs> what we're trying to do. So I think, man, it's just a weird weird vibe going into a place where you can't like sit down and like have a beer or like you know just hang out like so, sometimes at tap rooms or like bars or whatever you 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 end up like seeing somebody or meeting somebody like shit they might live the next block over or they might yeah. like do the same shit as you but like you're never gonna know that you know like especially not now like we're so isolated and like stuck in our own places yeah. It was kind of like it was kind of like an eye opener going into this place like all the fucking chairs are up, like the pool table tables covered by like a tarp and shit. Like you can't play it. And like there's like a fucking aisle like to the bar. So like you can only go in for a pickup, which yeah. I'm super down for a bar pickup. Like super down, you know. Uh, especially like that's directly supporting the people that we're trying to support, like these breweries, these local breweries and like smaller breweries and whatever. Um, that's directly what we're trying to do. So like if you can go in and like do these bar pickups, go do it by all means. Cause like you're not given any cut to like Kroger or like some yeah. fucking weird grocery store or a third party type of thing. Like, that's that's the business right there. Like, go to your local yeah. tap room if you can, and like, Smog City offers it. So go visit them. Like, like we're all not seeing people these days. So try to go see some people if you can. I feel like those big distributors that like end up in Kroger, or Ralph's, or whatever. Like, you're not gonna find your local brew there most likely. More than, and, more than not. 
And also there's something about a tap room culture versus a bar culture where like when you go to a bar, I feel like your mentality is you go for your favorite drink or like your yeah. favorite beer. But 100%. like when you go to a tap room, you have options. You have the same brewery doing things differently that you can like, oh, I want to try the hazy. Oh, I want to try the lager. Like you, you're trying to go for yeah, like yeah, different yeah. kind of things. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing that tap rooms give you that you don't get from a bar or a restaurant, you know, because most of the yeah. times you're sitting there, you're trying to think about what you want to get or whatever. But like if you open a tap room, you probably have some options that are kind of interesting to you because they put care into it. Like their whole yeah. brand is based off of, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, thinking back to it, thinking back to our original show, um, I kind of wish, I kind of wish we would have started the brewery tour a little earlier for specifically for places like Smog City. Yeah. And maybe we, you know, maybe we could have chatted with Jonathan and Laurie. Like, how, how did you start a company together? Like, this type of company, you know? And... Like, what was the decision-making behind doing the 1% partnership and, like, stuff like that, you know? It's kind of it's kind of weird to think back to, like, oh, man, what would I, what would I have done with, like, this opportunity that we had to partner with them last go with Quick Sixer? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. what we can do now is just choose your boy. <laughs> Shout out to Torrance though. You ever see that uh was it Bring It On? That Torrance Toros, you know um, what I'm saying? <laughs> what's I'm not up? What's up, Kirsten Bring Dunst? It on. Oh, let's do it. Um, uh, you might yeah. have I'd like to segue from uh, first off, Smog City, thank you so much for all the swag. We got glasses, we got stickers, we got they even brought us their labels. You see this label yeah, right here? It's sick. Yeah, it's yeah. so sick. And I got another label right here. Very yeah. Show oh Pat, show us that uh the the dipped. Show us oh, the dipped one real quick. Oh shit, okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but here you go. It's that this is that special shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is when you have like I don't know, like you have the homie over that really likes like some some good beer, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I got that special shit for I you tonight. That special. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know, <laughs> they all wooing could, up. Could boys. just be the homie though. This is this this. Is, so yeah, yeah. You just you wooing the homie. You know what I'm saying? This is what, this is what comes out. <laughs> wooing the homie. Uh, but, oh, bro, I'm gonna put that on something. Uh, anyway, that's a this shirt. This is that, this is that bourbon so barrel so. age OE. Barley wine style ale, that black and gold, that black and gold <laughs> limited release, Smog City. The reason we're not drinking this right now, okay? So very specific. We have three beers to drink on this show. This was a fourth special thing that they sent us, along with all of our dope gear and like the glasses and the, you know labels and stuff. This shit is a fourteen point nine percent. Okay. Oh. Nine nine ounce bottle, yeah. Nine, that's what I said, right? Yeah, yeah. five hundred milliliter. Yeah, right. 
looks like it. Right? It looks nine. Yeah, nine ounce bottle. Oh, your boy you, disappeared. Your camera broke. Anyway, your boy, your boy um, disappeared. Hold on. Oh shit! Oh, oh wow! Oh damn! Oh no! Drew naked. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Boots on, dick out. Drew got it. <laughs> Chernobyl's. Chernobyl's. Anyways, this is the bourbon barrel aged OE. Um, this is a limited edition. So I plan on saving this for a. Uh, we're gonna talk about it in a little bit, but I plan on saving this for a special occasion type of deal. And it's a you know that maroon wax dip bottle. You probably find something like this at like your your local uh, craft beer store or something like that. Oh, but um, yeah. Thank you again, Lori, for sending something like this. This is super cool. Uh, it's just something we can't drink on on air. We'll get f- <laughs> too fucked up. Like it, it, we won't be able to complete the show. So yeah. Um, the other beers we can like. You know, space out, but we can't. We can't fucking go. You remember that one? I, we or we did one with McLeod. It was like eleven percent or some shit, and I was faded. It was the only yeah. beer I had on the whole show. Yeah, and I was. And you was sipping on it. Faded, too. huh? You were sipping on it too. Uh, dude, it took the whole hour, like the whole hour, to do the the thing, and like, bro, fourteen point nine. Are you are you fucking are you serious right now? Like. <laughs> Look, they they had a mission. They wanted to get us fucked up. <laughs> no, 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 Lori tripping though, trying to trying to fade me out. You know what I'm saying? For um, sure. But yeah, we waiting on this. Uh, we we gonna see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, we I think we have some stuff we can talk about right here. Um, first off, speaking of like fourteen percent, there's. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, well, a lot of seasons. Oh fuck! People Didn't be bringing seasons. in new beers, even Didn't the big the brands. They bring up the yeah. new beers, and we have to like figure out if we like them or not. Uh, is there a seasonal beer that you go to? You know what? All right, so this this episode is going to post in October. So this is why I put this down on our our episode notes. Um, very transparent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of, I you know, all right. A few weeks, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever. You know, Starbucks hit us with that pumpkin spice lattes out now. You know, it's PSL uh-huh. season, bro. It's PSL season. So I was like, oh fuck me! Like Oktoberfest shit about to pop off. Pumpkin beers about to pop off. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what do I like? Do I give a fuck? I don't. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm okay with like a pumpkin beer, you know. But and like legit full transparency, life goal, career goal for this show is me and Drew get to go to Oktoberfest and <laughs> do the show wreck, at ha- wreck house. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we get to go there wreck house for like a while, you know. Yeah. I recently learned that Oktoberfest is like weeks long. Yeah, weeks, bro. Weeks, bro. I don't know if I'm coming back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be there to the very last second. Oh my god! Oh my god! We still have beers to drink. <laughs> we still have beers. Come on. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I don't know if I could do it. I don't. But like, all right. So beers that seasonal beers that I actually I I do fuck with hard. Okay. 
Um, I'm I have a feeling that this hazy um, IPA shit that's happening right now is a seasonal thing. Um, I feel like stuff people are gonna get into more like stout type of deals and like even more like even more different like things towards the winter time and like fall yeah. time. So like I think this this hazy IPA thing is like a late summer type of situation. I'm probably wrong, but like it feels that way. So and I'm really feeling this hazy movement right now. Oh, you're into it. I mean, we're we're talking about this hazy. This I mean, you know, this exploding clouds hazy IPA right now. This shit is fuego, mi amigo. Fuego. It really is good. Uh, yeah. And you and know, you don't you even like IPAs. You know, I don't. I I always said the only IPA I liked was I was uh, Lagunitas, but having said that, hazy IPA might be a new thing for me. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a lighter. It's not as hoppy. Yeah. It's not as bitter. Mm-hmm. It's got like this citrusy type of thing going on. Mm. I think it might be might be your middle ground. Might I be. don't know. You should you should start fucking with it. You know. Oh well, damn! You take the, the glasses off, Clark Kent. Oh damn! <laughs> oh damn! Sexy. We got to rip the shirt. Damn. <laughs> Superman, bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, no. you know, I can't see anyway. Boy, drinking a hazy IPA. He could uh, hazy now. You know, hazy. You know that, that <laughs> trash vision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I feel like for me, if we can go back on topic with the uh, seasonal beers, I would say. The only one that I remember that I would enjoy drinking was a Sam Adams, Oktoberfest Sam Adams. Dude, they that? got a pretty good. They got a pretty good. Uh, they put it out every year. They got a pretty good Oktoberfest. I remember commercial. They're the only like huge beer brand I think that like puts out Oktoberfest commercials. Yeah. Uh, but. I feel like their beer was like the one Oktoberfest seasonal beer that I ended up liking. But honestly, your boy, I went through phases. Oh, you know, yeah? First, I started with the cheapest beer, PBR. Oh, okay. God. I would drink PBR because that's what everybody in Midtown Memphis drank. That's then, true. Awful. <laughs> then I went to that high life, you know. High life was a definite, like not a very big step up, yeah, uh, but it was straight a step up, up, straight up, straight up, straight. All right. So when I first met Drew, all right, let's go back to this. When I first met Drew, Drew was like, "Bro, I'm all about this blue moon." I was uh, like, "I was." I, was <laughs> like, I can't believe you remember moon. that. Oh yeah, come on, man. I'll never forget nothing. Come on, <laughs> hey, yo, elephant ass. Uh, no, but like straight up, Drew was like, "Yo, I'm about this blue moon," and I was like. The fuck? Like, really? Like, that's the go-to? This blue moon for you? It was like, it was weird to me. We talked about it before, but um, my family is a, has a very big Anheuser-Busch type of family. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I grew up on that type of beer. And I was very, you know what, truly, now that I think about it, man, this is kind of very weird to me. What? Well, like you drinking Blue Moon in college might have been a small catalyst in me branching out in beers. 
Like really? I've never thought about it. Literally until this second, I've never thought about it before. But like, yeah, maybe. Damn. It might have been like a thing. Like, oh fuck, this is actually pretty good. Like, I, maybe I should try other shit. And oh, bro, how come? How come you may have started this whole? St- oh damn! This whole thing mentally, like you did the deep, the the deep con on my brain for this whole show. Look, I'll be in the mind, bro. I don't know, man. I I, know. I I remember I remember being in the blue moon, but I also remember being in Newcastle. Do you remember that oh face? Oh my god! I don't think I never drank a Newcastle before. You said Newcastle, <laughs> straight up. Like that's for sure. That's for sure. I may have had a blue moon before I met you, but like, you 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 were f- fucking into some Newcastle, bro. It was like yeah. a problem, you know. It but it um, was. I was like, why do you like these brown ales? Like this shit is not amazing. Like you know, I was thinking about like, you know, we talked about the craft brewing, you know, especially in L.A., especially coming up and like what when it all got popular craft yeah. brewing was not popular when we was in memphis no like 2010 no. 2012 like all that no. sh- that era it was all brand name like you know nobody yeah, was trying to start their new brewery all of that shit uh, all of the shit that's happening now you know um this is kind of cool like we bring it up with smog city or you bring it up with smog city because smog city's been around for a minute you know 2011 they started so they've been popping off for damn near 10 years now so but we graduated college in 2010 right and both moved to la within a year or whatever and um none of none of the local breweries in memphis where we went to to college were there when we were there none of them yeah like they no. may have been bubbling, like about to start, but like l- legit. I, I mean, I can name you a, a bunch: Wiseacre, fucking Memphis Made, Crosstown, Grind City. None of the, none of these no. companies were there. You know, now no. they're there. It's do, it's do you kind of crazy, it, man. Do you think that it was San Diego that like started? the push for other cities or, or like do you think it was the consumer trying to find something new so all right so what i really think it is i mean i'm sure there's articles and and like full-on posts about what this is but i think what it is is san diego and possibly Asheville in north carolina mm-hmm. we're pushing um beer making like on on their um like their platforms or whatever and what it ended up being was people were got got interested and they were like oh we can do this and then people got good at it and then mm-hmm. from there it started to pop off oh here's your boy von roberts connecting in it's a quick sip time. Here we go. <laughs> Bro, you got to hit that unmute, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to roast your ass until you pop on. Slash, let me see your face, bro. Yeah. Uh, 
You got me? I got uh, you, bro. We got yeah. you. What up? How's it going? What's going on, guys? Dude, it's good to on. see you. It's good to see my, you, bro. It's great to see you guys, too. My, I'm, my bad. Thank you for patiently waiting, man. That's all good. All you know, good. appreciate you, Vaughn. You know, we were just talking about you a little bit ago. Vaughn Roberts, the homie, is our first guest ever from Quick Sixer that was on a sponsored episode. Yeah, man. It's been my pleasure, man. You guys have been doing great, man. Being trying to stay in there, hang in there. It's very tough on um, podcasts these days, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It it is, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but but bro, how you been? We haven't talked to you in a minute. Like you you've been crushing it on socials and like doing your thing. We want to get into a couple topics, but like how how are you? Like what's the mental state? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, man. I'm not, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in a bad position. Like, um, I could been like every, a lot of people have been hit really bad about it. Uh, yeah. Pandemic, you know, so I'm just blessed and I'm thankful that, uh, I wasn't one of those people that have an extreme, uh, situation. Yeah. 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 Man. Um, well, you know, like you say with pandemic, like we wish we could do this together, but like, Fuck, oh, that would have been, been great, man. Because you guys' energy in person is 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 very is very comical, man. You guys are great. Man. Love guys it. Great Love energy, it. Man. Speaking yeah, of comical, man. I feel like there's one thing that's the elephant in the room is as you as a stand up comic, like what's going on right now? How are yeah, well, you? Are you going to social media or like before what, before we me? before you know, <laughs> yeah before we before we jump into Vaughn being comic. We haven't had Vaughn on in a fucking hot minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's, been like what's, what's, give, what's give a, I, I want, like, literally, Drew's question is what I want to hear for real. But what's give a little background on, on Vaughn Roberts before you answer that? So, like, you know, how long you've been, like, you're Vaughn Roberts, you're fucking, you're a stand up comic, you do this, you do that. Like, hit us with the highlights and then answer Drew's question. Okay, well, in 2019, I formed overseas over in London for a little bit. I was out there for about like two, going on three months living, and then I moved back to I moved back to the states in April to uh, New York, and I stayed out there for a year and some change. And um, before that, before uh, moving going to Europe for a little bit, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, for about two years doing stand up out there from the south. So. I'm I'm pretty diverse as far as like uh, different way, ways of life and walks of life and how things going and different just um, backgrounds. Uh, also, um, I dropped like a bunch of comedy mixtapes. Uh, I did uh, do like some little underground comedy sets, little thirty minute little sets. I self produced and put on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I, I did two drop two comedy projects that are on iTunes. So, um, Hell yeah. yeah, just 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 putting out stuff that I want to see in this world, and then you know, Hell if yeah. it hits, it hits. You know, you gotta you gotta yeah. throw at darts at the wall with your eyes closed. You know, that's how this game works. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to what Drew said. I'm sorry for interrupting Drew. Um, yes. So, what is being a stand up comic like right now? Like it. We've been talking about a lot. So, Vaughn, just so you so you know, like a little background on this new show, Happy Hour. We're trying to help out these these local breweries that 
are really fucking struggling, man. Like we yeah. talked to we talked to the homie in Oklahoma uh, on last episode or a few episodes ago, and like breweries as a whole are having like a can shortage. There is, you know, there's tap room hours. There's pickup shit that's going on. Like you you can't go and like drink in these tap rooms right now. You can only do like pickup orders, or you can like find them at your local craft brew store or something. Like, we can't even imagine what being a stand-up comic means. Like, the, like these comedy, like the comedy. I don't know if is the comedy store open. Like any of that. Comedy clubs. Stuff? The comedy clubs, that unfortunately, are um, somewhat closed. So there okay. isn't a space for uh, comics to work on stuff. It's mainly comics just going on rooftops in New York. Uh, if you're if you're in a state that's not under quarantine right now, then you're heading over to another state and, and bouncing back and forth from your regular home to that state, constantly trying to get trying to get set times, trying to get dates. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have went straight back to the 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 prehistoric grind, and what I mean by prehistoric <laughs> is they're actually taking taking uh, little speakers and with a little karaoke machines yeah. with microphones mm-hmm. and going out to the Venice beach and performing on the beach or, yeah, or outside that. in parking lots, doing it in parking lots, just random places. Like if they don't have the money and the resources yeah. to get to a real show. Oh shit. Like yeah. straight up like, like a street corner type performer type. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a crazy Hispanic pastor on the corner trying to get there you to go. Work. You know, <laughs> you know, the, the, the apocalypse is coming. Fucking save yeah. your quarters. Like, here we go. Facts. So and you, another thing dudes are doing, they're doing online zoom shows like uh, this, where they're having oh. personal rooms and inviting people to get into the rooms. And then uh, basically you're listening to comedy from your home. Is it like a is it like a donation type of situation? Like, yeah, it's like a donation type of situation. They'll put on they'll put the cash app of the uh, comic that's under that's under under really on the video, and okay. then they'll do comedy and um, they'll turn on multiple mics so at least the comic can hear a little bit of uh, laughter and how stuff. their people are receiving the yeah. material. Oh, okay, okay. So Have you, you done one of their shows yet or no? Yeah, I've been on a couple of them. Uh, one oh, I did very well. I got like. Earned, I garnered $200 from it, so it was pretty good. Sick. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, these are, but these these rooms are not uh, consistent. You know, some of them are, yeah. are up and then some of them, uh, it, it takes a lot out of people, you know, especially when people are trying okay. to maintain their homes and businesses. Sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's good, though, that, like, you can, you can, I mean, is it hard? So I guess um, a lot of, a lot of stuff I've watched um, specifically about stand-up comedy and like, you know, you watch these documentaries about like uh, stand-up comedies that or comics that have passed away or whatever. It's a lot about, or even like just people that do stand-up specials. It's all about reading the room. So, is it harder in that type of situation to, even if there's a, like a little bit of volume, is it hard? Is it's it's got to be weird to read the room of what's going on. Well, it's and it is tough for people to read the room and figure out what is what are certain topics are type taboo right now. Yeah, um, and what to talk about and what not to talk about. But that's based off of you your style as a comedian. You know, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, but you kind of know if like you're, 
you would know in a room if you're bombing or not, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the Zoom rooms, you can know if you're bombing and some of them are not. Some of them you can't. Okay. Like, there's open mics that are, like, um, that are, like, comedy international open mics and they got them on uh, Instagram, basically. And oh, wow. basically, you'll have people into the feed, right? The Instagram feed. And okay. you'll both, you'll have two people, the host and then the person, the host, the, the host, and then the person, and then the person that's doing the comedy at the time. And all you can see is the comments. Mm, you okay. can't really get any type of response. So you got to just say whatever's on your mind and really and respond to it as if you're on stage and, and really know what your joke, where your jokes end and where they begin that. So people can okay. receive them and, and then you can know what's really good. And it's, and then also you got to, Look at the review the footage and check the comments. Yeah. How people responded to the material. Okay. Um, are, are your so, is your material different now than it was before the pandemic? Um my material Oh fuck. Uh, I still have uh, I still maintain the same strong points of view and sense of humor. Now it's just me adjusting to the different topics that I'm, I'm, I'm engaging and how I'm going to engage and, and uh, put them out to get the best results possible from the audience and, and convey the message I'm trying to uh, want them to receive. Okay, cool. Um, so are these open mics, like online open mics on Instagram, are they kind of, are you, are you familiar with verses? Yeah, yeah, verses. Is it kind of similar to what that kind of format looks like on like a YouTube Type of situation, yeah, some, somewhat, yeah. Okay, without so two like, people being in the same room, so it's two two split screen, and then you yeah, and you're like have, seeing the, they're like seeing the comments of like oh hit play this hit next or whatever. Yeah, okay. that's exactly where that's exactly how it is set up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, are you feeling like it's? I mean, it can't be the same the same rush, the same energy as like what you would put into like being no. in a room, but like. Um, like all right, so like, let's be real for a sec. What what's, what are like the high points and like the low the low points? Like what is hitting and what is not for you, personally, for doing sets like this in in real time right now. Well, um, a lot of times it's 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 a mindset and me getting going into a location, then me just basically just sitting sitting and waiting for my turn on a zoom to speak you know what i mean okay yeah. i'd rather i'd rather get into an environment where the environment is i have to respond to the environment and deliver my material that way i feel like we're getting more of an organic feel to my comedy rather than just rehearsed and uh co-arched material yeah like a like a um like a give and receive type of situation. Yeah. Like you can, you could feel. All right. So like we we talked about this before. Like, um, actually, we just talked about this in this this episode. When you go into um, this this podcast is trying to help is trying to help people right mm-hmm. right now. Like our old podcast was all fun. This thing is trying to do a positive message, right? And we just talked about how going into a tap room now. Normally, you might be able to meet someone new you might you know find a similar experience or something when i know i know personally going into like a um, a comedy room like or some kind of comedy special or like you you know you buy tickets for a fucking stand-up show 
you're going in there with a certain expectation, but also with like a certain mindset, you know, um, you go in and you're like, all right, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a fun night. Like you put that in your mind. Like now I feel like there's gotta be some kind of kind, some kind of like a different system in your brain where you're, you're still at home, you know, but you sign up or you pay for this, uh, standup session, right. That you're talking mm-hmm. about, and do you feel like the audience is like? Does it feel different? Well, the it 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 doesn't it doesn't bring the same energy at all because I can't hear the response a lot of times, especially uh, when they're doing Instagram mics. I can't hear how they feel about it. Okay. All I can hear is that you know what I'm saying. I can see emojis, and then you know sure. those emojis or I can see somebody say, what, what part does this mean? Or, you know what I'm saying? Those are things that I can yeah. respond to. Not a lot of people are going to, going to give me the honest energy that I need to really understand if the joke is strong enough to make it to the next level or okay. should, or should, or should change the direction of the joke in order to reach yeah. a certain uh, conclusion. Um, but yeah, th- that's the, that's the main hard thing about it. But I feel like in the midst of all those hardships, the pros of of the current environment of comedy is you have the ability to really uh, create a situation for yourself. You know, if you're working hard, it's easier for you to create a situation for yourself than it's ever been because people are getting so bored with networks and 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 the shows that are on and the, and they're used to the they've watched so much material and, and digested so much content that they're starving for more it's like they're just taking it in like fast food and just eating they're just eating you know especially being yeah. inside the house there's nothing else to do so yeah. i mean people are, are starting to stray on youtube they're starting to go on youtube they're starting to go to different um sources for entertainment and podcasts are getting stronger as well so with all these different things, um, all these different things shutting down, they're enhancing the other other uh, avenues in which people used to barely go to because they had a way to just get up and get dressed and go to wherever they wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of not back in the day, you know what I'm saying? You can go to a live live uh, podcast of Kill Tony. Now you can't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you have to listen to Kill Tony. Actually, you have to go and find it on the yeah. internet and listen. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know yeah. I mean, so... That's that's the that's the help that uh, that's the thing that's helping podcasts and comedians alike be uh, stronger entrepreneurs and really build a stronger fan base. And this t- time is right now because when the quarantine is over, then people have their their options, and you want to be at the top of that list for you know what I'm saying building that relationship with them while you're in quarantine. Sure, sure. Yeah, I see that for sure. Um, man, I feel I don't, even, I don't I feel even like, think I think I thought about that before. I feel like not only are you having to deal with that with the pandemic, but also like a lot of stuff is happening with the black community during this time too. And I, especially with George Floyd and like yeah. specific to comedians when Dave Chappelle dropped his special. The um, 846. Yeah. Yes. I, how, like, first off, I want your opinion on that, but also I want your opinion on like, you know, what, what is okay to joke about like as for for you personally and what do you talk about when situations like this become so serious to society well one um 
I tread lightly and I use my own personal experience to even bring light to the situation. Um, and then on top of that, um, I had a joke actually that I actually did it and it went well. It was basically about me talking about how um, the reason why um, Black people have to have to continue to uh, revisit this this type of topic with the world is because uh, Black men hate paperwork. So since <laughs> yeah. we hate since we hate administration, we can't never get nothing passed unless one of our white counterparts uh, decide to write type up the paper for us because we hate paper yeah. we hate paperwork so much that we will <laughs> we would rather go through. We would rather go through uh, child support than actually fill out the paperwork <laughs> for joint custody. Uh, <laughs> oh, like great. you ever seen the paper with the thick ass booklet for uh, joint custody? You're like, <laughs> no, I have like, personally no. no, thankfully no. You know what I'm saying? Just little, oh. look, it's this thick, bro. And you look at it, you're like, Fuck man, that. just keep the kid, just keep the kid, <laughs> and I'll send you money. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. No, so that's I, that was that was a joke that did well. It was a whole bit about like okay. just the history of black people and dealing with paperwork. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and administration, <laughs> like that's the only reason we lose. We lose because we oh, hate administration. Yeah. Like if you look at <laughs> you look at you look at all the patents, all the all the invent all the inventions that you find out black people invented later is because we didn't want to fill out the patent paperwork. It was just like fuck it, man. I invented it. I know I did it. <laughs> I know I did it, and then some guys like, "You invented that? You invented, did you do the patent paperwork for it?" And he's like, "No, I didn't." He's, you want to do it for me? He's like, "Yeah, this is mine now." <laughs> <laughs> There's a actually speaking of patents is kind of interesting in Black History. Um, if you watch, there's a game, there's a show on Netflix right now called uh, A High Score, and you watch it. There's an there's an episode about. Um, um, there was a fall in uh, the video game industry after Atari like fucking crumbled, right? And yeah. Nintendo kind of brought it back, but there is a um, a very interesting excerpt about a um, <clears throat> um, black guy that was a um, engineer back then who like literally tinkered around, but is basically the father of modern day gaming, and a lot of people don't talk about him right now. Which is fucked up, but neither do they uh, talk about the guy who made the cell phone either. Exactly. So it's 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 a um, <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting that you you bring this up. Um, hold on, I'm trying. I'm, I'm kind of faded, but I'm trying to uh, Google this. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> One second. <laughs> to be honest, we we've had All our right. like this is you're a part of our quick sip, but we've already been a part of this whole Smog City episode. So we're, yeah, we, we're going through Smog City right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I wish I could uh, accept one of your brews, man. But, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Oh, oh. The distance, the social distancing. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Where are um, you at right now? I'm actually in uh, Los Angeles. But I'm actually in my, okay, uh, okay. my friend's office. So hey, give, me, right. give me a quick second. You guys, let, you guys research that? Yeah, sure. no, no. Let me, let me hit you up with this right now. Okay. So my, my man... Uh, Gerald Anderson Jerry Lawson is an, uh, was an American electronic engineer, and he is known for creating the video game cartridge. So, I'm telling you right now, without a, without this guy, without Jerry Lawson, 
we would not have the original Nintendo Entertainment Entertainment System. We would That's not crazy. have we would not have cartridge based media, my dude. That's crazy. It's insane. Wow. Like it's 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 fucking crazy. Like the people don't know that who this dude is. Vaughn, go do what you gotta do. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's but, it's crazy, I mean, right? Did you know that? Did you know that? Not. Like you, you know what else right. I didn't know? What? I was actually I was actually watching um the the movie where they're talking the woman who who was like the first black millionaire. And okay. uh, she uh basically became a millionaire off branding according to the movie. It wasn't so much of her inventing anything. She just rebranded somebody else's product. And I was like, what? That's not how I heard the story in Black History Class. <laughs> but you know, Netflix like, changes a lot of things. So true, it's the true. narrative that they want to fit. So that's the that's the crazy thing. Like I'm like, I'm watching yeah. I'm seeing all these different things. And that's what I'm that's the conclusion I'm drawing is like you really have to do research in order to know what, what true history is. Because yeah. a lot of times people are just like I said, black people don't like to do paperwork. So a lot of times people are so lazy, they'll they'll know the history and they'll know it by heart but they won't put it down on paper. And then when somebody else comes around and puts it down on paper and profits off of it, it's a mix up because the information is not uh, factual. I see what you're saying. Um, which is a shame, but like straight up, you know, we shouted out to our RBG in this episode. Um, I know you weren't on this part, but we shouted out to RBG, you know, RIP for her. Um, yeah. And also RIP. She, uh, she did a lot of great things for uh, just uh, the, just females, everyone, women, just everyone, everyone just, you know, gender and different things of that nature. She did a lot. She fought a lot of uh, great fights. Yeah, man, she, was, she was a heavyweight, you know, uh, you know, 100, 110 pound heavyweight. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, this Jerry Lawson, man, shout out to Jerry. He died in uh, 2011. But yeah. like we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have Super Super Mario Brothers without this man. So, yeah. And I fucking that game crazy, <laughs> fucking crazy, bro. Are you kidding me right now? Like you're telling me right now that I would not be playing Super Mario sixty four on my Switch without this man right now. Like I, I need that Mario Kart, man. That's one of my favorite things. But you're tripping yeah. if you don't have Mario Kart right now. I'm just telling you yeah, right yeah. now, like you are tripping right now. Like you need to, you're way behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. talking about and the new also, one where you can AR thing with the with the fucking the yeah the, yeah, the new one the new one and the old one and the uh, and the uh, Smash Brothers. Oh, that Smash Vaughn, We need to we need we need to uh, do something about that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> definitely on there one day when we get it, we get it stressed. You know, I'll definitely on that switch with you, and we can handle whatever we need to handle. Oh, it's, it's gonna be no handling, bro. You're just gonna be a small <laughs> team. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Oh my god. So um, oh shit, man. I'm I'm pretty. I'm so excited to see you. We haven't seen you in like I haven't seen you in fucking Bro, years. It's it's. I tell you this. Uh, it's been like at least at least seven seven years, six or seven years. No, that's how long it's been. Yeah. No, no. We we started this show in 2015. It's not been seven years. You're tripping. You're my. Well, <laughs> it, it, that, that's five. That's five. That's five. It felt like six. 
You miss us, don't it? You miss us. I, 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 oh. long, for, I long for Drew Paisley. Yeah, <laughs> bro. We had some we had some serious moments in our improv class for sure, bro. Definitely, and also uh, I tell you, UCB New York before they closed it down was awesome too. Yeah. Oh, you went there too. So yeah. you took a class at UCB up there. Was it different? Yeah. Uh, it was great. I also did I did a sketch program, and I also did that uh, one of their programs where they siphon uh, where they choose people out of uh, for SNL, or they have them considering, mm-hmm. or somebody comes and looks at them. I did that too, so that was pretty cool. Were, uh, when you do, because like also uh, we didn't, Vaughn, you got you got like a minute, or you better go. No, no, I got you. All right. So when you uh, started doing your Instagram, I think you realized like it might be a good idea to put my comedy in sketch form. Like I might, yeah, might 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 build an audience or whatever. You started collaborating, you know, collaborating with people. What like were you taking? Uh, UCB ideas? Were you taking all that stuff, like all the stuff you learned to do those sketches, or were you just like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do my comedy? Well, I, basically, when it came to like crafting sketches and sketch format, I would use some of the tips that they gave me, but I have yet to uh, apply it to actual footage. Mainly when it came to like, uh, I when it came to like doing anything that I've learned from UCB as far as like improv and sketch, I would do it for other people. So if I was yeah. in somebody else's project, then I would apply the, the, the skills that I have developed. And if I was writing on a project, then I would apply the skills that I have uh, in, inherited from uh, UCB as far as like writing and, and putting things into a certain format in order to uh, enhance funding. Have you noticed that like when you have you ever watched Key and Peele? Yeah. Have they you use, noticed the format very much? They use the format. I, yeah. I was like, the, especially I was, the 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 build up, the tension and the build, the tension and release format. They mm-hmm. use it. They use it a lot, and the, and they use it. Uh, they use the power of three a lot too. Yeah, so it's initiation sure. and then the yes and all of that stuff. They they really apply it to the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the first time that I saw that on TV, and I was like, and and after we took our class, I understood what they were doing. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. I, I, I watched. I noticed it when I used to watch like uh, sketch forms from uh, like kids in the hall, and. Um, uh, Mad TV, Mad TV yeah. used it a lot before mm-hmm. it was even recognizable, and uh, Saturday Night Live. Obviously, I watched a lot of uh, like old, their best sketches, especially ones with Will Ferrell, because he he implements and he move he does with his characterization is, is improv. He just applies it naturally for some reason. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, something I've been meaning to ask you about. You started a podcast. Um, at some point in between now and the time that we talked to you and our check, check this out. April 13th, 2016 is when we published the episode with you. And, um, I was thinking about it. You, you started a, a podcast and slash like YouTube thing. Um, can you talk about that at all? Like, is that still going or what's going on with that? Well, it was a, uh, it was. Hello, hello. You still yeah, there? Yeah, we're there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, it was discontinued. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna bring it back. It's just that you know, it, with all the moving around and traveling and stuff, I was focused on stand up mostly. So I was just like trying to hone in all my energy on being, developing my skills as a stand up and being the best version of that I can be. 
versus a podcast person. You know what I mean? Yeah, podcast yeah. is not hard, but it's not easy either. It's something that that is neat, that requires attention, requires focus, and requires you to develop, have some kind of agenda when you're doing the episodes. You can't just get on there and bullshit. Some people do it in a successful form, but uh, for a person, you know, that if you're doing it by yourself and not always having guests, you need to have some kind of format that people can uh, embrace or even like or have some kind of focus when you're you're talking. You just can't just be on there just rambling. I've seen yeah. Chris D'Elia do it, but that's Chris D'Elia, so that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he had some sketchy shit happen to him recently, but yeah. Yeah, 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 I saw that. I just, I just wanted to focus <laughs> on his podcast. I didn't really want to focus on his situation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can't really, we can't really support uh, what my boy's doing. Like you know his, I, I'm not approving of any action that he's done. Sure, I'm sure. I'm talking yeah. about his, his podcast and his and his content. As far as okay. his content is concerned, uh, okay. he 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 free balls it a lot. As you can see, the energy <laughs> is very organic, and uh, it doesn't really have a format at all. You know, I he think just gets I, on there. He has the setting. And he has the background and he just rambles and talks about different experiences, experience or things, different things mm-hmm. he observed. And that's it. Yeah. That's kind of Drew. I know. I think I know what you're about to say, but we it's, saw him. It, we did see him. That was the first. All right. So the Drew, first comedy show we ever went to together. Together. Yeah. 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 Um, that was the first. He was a was he the the headliner or was he like a special guest he was he was like one of the main but we had a special guest that was the comedy store right and it was dane cook wasn't it dane cook was a surprise uh dane cook for the plastic surgery but uh (laughs) (laughs) bro did you see that (laughs) just take a look at dane cook now that's crazy that's that's a sad thing he had he felt like he had to do that I, I, I don't understand why he. I feel I mean, like he should be like, picking on himself you're, about you're, it. Because, first of all, you're a comedian, bro. You don't need to look good. No, like, you, you can be ugly as hell. Come on, no. You just gotta be funny, and that's all that matters. That's yeah, all that matters. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Will Ferrell's fucking winning <laughs> model of the year. This man's pulling his weird belly fat out in like half of his movies. Like, what? Like, Facts. He's yeah, got that yeah. weird you know, role too. Dane, he's Dane got Cook that is, weird role that like it doesn't make sense. Like he he's got like a fupa, the, dog. Hey, you know, no, it's not even just a fupa. It's like a, it, it's like <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a, it's like a creased fupa. It's like a it's like a, it's like a squished together. Look, like he's got I'm like not a, in this to get detailed about like my man. Fupa. Like it's like my man folded his fupa in half. You know, and like he, it just kind of permanently creased. You know, you know he does cardio, but it won't go away. Well, yeah. my man is sick. Is like tall as shit too. Like he's not like tripping about height. And but like, also, I don't know, man. I don't know how you have this fucking folded fupa. It's kind of like a weird phenomenon. It is very weird. It is weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's his body shape, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. you know, shout out to <laughs> he, he, he did. Yeah, shout he out did. to he body did. shapes. Yeah, yeah. He, did. he, body did. he did very well. He did very well in that movie that he just put out with. Um, oh my got god! The girl from Mean Girls. Where he was like the Viking Norse Dude, singer. That shit was fucking. He hilarious. matched with the whole dynamic because that's how their body types are. I, sure. I've actually I'm, been to Iceland and I seen their bodies and I was like, okay. This oh fuck! You were like, yo, that's accurate. you gotta have that body to you know keep warm. Straight you know up, but but Will Ferrell though, like, um, did you know that he he like kept up with that that comp, that real competition for like years and like decided to make a movie about it. Like that that's man right. is like a fangirl about that shit for real. 
That's well, I mean, you have to, you have to have some you kind of insight it. in order to make a parody of it. My I mean, man. you look at you look at Sasha Bo- yeah, Sasha Cohen, and yeah. uh, he he's did a lot. Of, he did a lot of research on the fashion industry before he put out Borat. Uh, before he put out uh, what's the other one? Um, I forgot the fashion um, one he did. But I know he yeah. also did a lot of research on uh, immigrants yeah, yeah. and stuff like that before he put out Borat as well. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it either. It's in it's in the office. I feel like it. I feel like, oh, God damn it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, yeah, no, straight up. Apparently, there's like a Borat two or something about to come out next year. Bruno. Hey, I'm I'm all ready to receive it because all of his all of his movies were pretty funny, especially the one where he was like dictator uh, looking for a girlfriend. Or the dictator. Like oh my god. Yeah. Where are you talking about right now? You're talking about Bruno for the. Uh, fashion right bruno yeah bruno is uh bruno, yeah, yeah. Is, is the one for the fashion one bro when yeah. he came out with his tv show where he was talking to the political figures ollie g holy fucking shit that was incredible mm. I, all, I feel I mean, like all his he's a master at all everything that he does i don't I haven't seen him fail at any of his projects have you ever seen that actress on actor series you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah. a youtube series where actors and actors he talked to jim carrey and he was talking about you know, he talked to Jim Carrey and he was like, uh, uh, well, actually, I think that was like in the, behind the studio or something. I can't remember, but they had like five actors, six actors together talking. Act, Sasha Baron act, Cohen. Actors Roundtable. That's it. That's it. And he was talking to um, Jim Carrey and he was like, you've been my inspiration for a while. Like, da, da, da. And like people sleep on Jim Carrey. But back in the 90s, hit, he was the man. He was, he, was, he was the only one that can hone that type of character. Mm-hmm. Those characters like Hollywood hadn't Ray. seen anything like it. Yeah, uh, that man went wild as fuck though. He 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 crazy as shit for real now. Like, he made it. He made person, a comeback. The only person, the only person that was relevant to that that close to that situation was probably Andy Kaufman. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, in like when he did that Man on the Moon movie, he fucking went. He went yeah. full crazy. Like that Man on the Moon. Hey, I don't think he obsessed. went back, man. He's he's crazy yeah. as fuck now. Like. And also Robin Williams too. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was one I could tap into. Too. Yeah, I think Man on the Moon was like the movie that made me obsessed with Andy Kaufman, and I I started looking at entertainment differently after I saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah, like anybody who studied it would know that like entertainment is so all encompassing that like when yeah. you think about it through Andy Kaufman's eyes, it's like it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up a lot too to just to really get to get across what he wanted to get across too. He lost yeah. a lot in between as well as his life. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, sure. he, he he his artistic vision did come through. Like you know, what I mean, he was looked as an artist rather than just a comedian or a comedic actor. Yeah, where sure. Vaughn, where are you? Well, I'm at my friend's office. That's why you see the, like the because um, um, I was helping up? him uh, doing something. He was he was like relocating. Oh, okay, I was like, "What's up with this fluorescent lighting and shit? Like, you trying to drive yourself crazy?" Yeah, it's just monitors and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this man walking around on some fucking, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, some fucking billboards looking shit, like going around. Anyway, um, yeah. shit. Okay, well, um, we can't go too long. What, what, uh, what, what, what do you think is the future of what you got going on, like? Well, what's the what's the... the future? The future of of comedy or comedy is basically um, 
I think comedy is going to continue to be the same. Um, right. And if not the same, then it'll, it'll start to adapt in a better version of the Zoom situation where people okay. do not have to leave their homes to get live comedy because they're already yeah. doing it, you know, with the social distancing show and social distancing show between Kev on stage and Tony Baker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with those two, but they're actually doing their thing where they're charging people to see them in person, socially distanced, and as well as is doing a Zoom show where people can catch the show online so yeah. they never miss it. And then, yeah. you know, Dave Chappelle's, he's got the, uh, he's got the social distance little um, retreat where everybody are going over there and, uh, and staying on his ranch. So, and seeing the top yeah. quality of comics and stuff like that. Sure. It's very expensive, but it's also very rewarding. Um, experience and being able to be up and close personal with the comics that you admire if you have the money to get there um yeah That's cool. but yeah um those are the future just giving more for people's dollar because they know that they have to compete with more things now especially with the internet and, and becoming more accessible you have to give people something a more of a bundled package in order for them to really enjoy themselves because people that are not even familiar with comedy or are good at comedy are doing comedy now so that's a thing mm. yeah Okay. Okay. Um, do you think, um, man, um, this is a weird, all right. So this is a weird ender question, right? Um, before quarantine, right. A lot of comedy clubs, you're, you're packed into a, uh, fairly small space, like, um, fairly, you know, pretty fairly small space. Um, what do you think, do you think it's going to be, any different if not uh i don't know what do you think do you think it's going to be the same or do you think it'll ever be the same as it was or like what, what what's your take on it i think um comedy club is going to take a minute for comedy clubs to recover and get back to that space where they have a regular audience coming through and and dependable shows due to the fact that more comedians are becoming more entrepreneur in spirit and more business savvy so they're putting together their own shows they're renting out spaces they're doing their own things so to get the, those people and their audiences and their followers back to their that location and actually feel needed is going to be a tough situation for a comedy club to do and um i'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be a but um, for them to have that quality talent, they're going to have to start to break bread more with the, the comedians that actually can bring an audience to versus uh, the new comics yeah. who are just going to want to be associated with the club. So um, that's what I'm seeing for the future is the str- uh, struggling comedy clubs more. Some other comedy clubs are going to shut down and it's yeah. going to be more, fo- it's going to be a more of a focused drive towards uh, uh, comedians and their, and their direct relationship with their audience. Okay. Um, all right, so before we go, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Smog City. Uh, Smog City. That looks Co. fancy and beautiful. That that mug. Look at that. So it's very nice. The, the, Hold the, on, the, check the, this the, out. Check this out, my, my dude. So they got that tree of life from L.A. in the mm-hmm. top of Burbank, and look at the look at the the roots. Can you see that? Yeah, it's, it's very LA it's skyline. City, the city line. The city in the midst of the, of the roots. How yes. sick is that? <laughs> yeah, very nice Anyways. design. Shout out to Smog City, um, Torrance-based brewing company. Where, before we go, where can we find uh, content from your boy Von Roberts for the foreseeable uh, future? So, oh man, anything Von Roberts? Just type it in on Google. YouTube okay. Come up. I've, I've put a, I've focused a lot on on making myself easy to find. 
And that's Von Roberts with an with a U. So it's R O B U R T S. There you go. And the, See? And the rest is just B O N. There you go. <laughs> like Von's the sort. <laughs> there you go. And Von's that's basically Von's it's good to see I you, think man. It's a Kroger. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. great to see you guys too, man. Man, love it. I, love I, you know what? I want to apologize for the the massive delay in uh, jumping online. I I was I was about to start, and then somebody asked me to do a favor, so I was trying to rush and finish doing that before them, before I came back over here and got on. It's all good, bro. It's it all was a good, great bro. conversation. It's, I was glad to talk to yeah. you. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's yeah so I'm, good I'm, to see. I, I'm glad you like guys that like like that little administration bit too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's just good. So to, uh, it's good to see you, man. I mean, it's been, I mean, fuck, it's been four years since we've done anything together. So it's like, yeah. it's good to do. I mean, it's not only just good to see friends, but it's good to see like collaborators with you know with friendships as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, if if we can do anything to support you and you support us in in turn, then we're super down. So, oh, um, that's definite. When when you publish this, I'm immediately going to post a link to it on my Instagram. <laughs> so, and and so shout so. it out in my Insta story, so people are going to see this. Well, so you know, we we've been supporters of Von Roberts for a long, long ass time. And I so appreciate it, you, man. I wish you guys didn't didn't escape the 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 reach of LA, so I can come and see about y'all. But I'm gonna just catch y'all on the road sometime. I mean, you know, for your boy, sure. your boy had to move to the fucking to to Nashville. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, mean, fuck, I, mean, I might not even be here for that long. I, I'm kind of bummed, honestly. All right, before we go, I'm kind of bummed. Uh, my brother-in-law lives in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. I feel like you were you might have been up there when I visited at some point, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck, I should have, um, I should have uh fucking tried to see what he was doing." But I feel like I looked and you weren't you were back in L.A. But next time you're in in New York or L.A., let us know. We'll we'll you know drop a line. So oh, that'd be great. I definitely I definitely do that for you, man. All right, cool, cool. Um, all right, man. So we're about to sign off on this shit. You know, it's been your boys, Petar, Drew Pazley, and your boy, Von Roberts. Von Roberts! Quick six to alumni is your boy. Later. All right, yes. bye, dude. Much love, man. <laughs> love you Later. too, homie. All right, go. Bye. <laughs>